www.latterain.com for more teachings. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 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 Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. I hope that this is pleasant to you and you are able to see me. I can't see you, but uh, you can see me. <clears throat> But I want to make sure that uh, it's pleasant to you and it's okay. Amen? Uh, I'd like to, uh, today, to begin our Bible study this morning with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the study of the Word. We thank you that every time we spend time in this Word, it helps us. It, it, it just makes us aware of how much we need to know about you. So, God, we pray this morning that uh, this word will build us up, will strengthen us, will help us to be able to uh, leave this place in 30 minutes with something in our minds that causes us to say, Praise God. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Yesterday, Miss Betty, our Bible teacher, 
taught on chapter 14 of John. It said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. My, in my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I'll go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, and I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said unto him, Lord, you know not where you go. And how can we know the way? <clears throat> Thomas had to say that. You know, he just couldn't hold it. And I understand Thomas because sometimes you just can't hold it. You have to say it. So in this next passage, he, he opens his mouth again and says something else. And Jesus said unto him, I mean, talking to uh, uh, Philip, Thomas, I'm sorry. Sorry, Philip. Uh, Jesus said unto him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Now that's a very interesting statement. Because it's a direct connection between the Father and the Son. And if you look carefully on this, it's repeated throughout the book of John. No one comes unto the Father but by me. It's a theological statement. It's a very aggravated statement for many. It is a, a discussed statement. It is an argued statement. But if you look at John chapter 1, it begins making a case uh, for this. You all like to help me? How about 1-1, one, one, John 1-1? One, one. Mm-hmm. Then go to John 5-8. How about John 1 1? Yes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It says that the Word was with God, meaning if Jesus is with the Father, there is a, 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 an argument to be made here that no one comes to the Father except by Jesus. But let's take a look at another verse. How about, how about John 5 8? I don't know, Rick. Maybe. <laughs> how about 10 30? John 10 30. Okay, go ahead. It says, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take you up your bed, and walk. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's... I'm sorry, that's not the one. How about right. 18? Okay, I'll, I'll read 17 too. Good. It says, But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. My father in... It says, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his Father, making him equal with God. Yes. So if, if he, God was his Father, and, and, and it, make his, it makes him equal to his Father, which is, which is God, it simply means that God and Jesus are one. So when you have a problem with God, it begins with Jesus. So, so if you love God, you can't love God and not love Jesus because they're one. Well, I looked like I had a, a, a very nice uh, time at the beach, John. Look, I tried. 
tried to fix it prior to the Bible study. But okay, no problem. So, how about 10.30? Yes, go ahead. Yes. I, ha- I have that one. Yes. I and my father are one. Yes. Well, that's, very, that's very plain. I and my father are one. How about uh, 20, 28? Yes. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Yes. My Lord and my God. Martin Luther, you know, the, the one who put the 95 Theses at the Gutenberg Church in Germany, said this. And so, when a man is saved, the Lord Christ must have a hand in the work. When a man is saved, the Lord Christ must have a hand in work. God saves, but He goes through Jesus. So why should you go to God without Jesus? One more time. Let me say it again. If a man is saved, Jesus has a hand on that. If God saves the sinner and he goes through Christ, why should you argue the question that in order to get to God, you can go without going to Christ? See, a lot of people don't want nothing to do with Jesus. The centrality of the, of the deity of Jesus Christ, it is the greatest Issue in American church today. A lot of people, theologians, believe that anybody else can lead you to eternity. Don't have to be Christ. And it causes a mess. You know, I'm talking about a little church here close to Athens, Georgia, where the pastor was a worshiper of Buddha. And the district superintendent and the bishop gave him a church. Both of them are going to answer, already have. In other words, when you deny Christ, you deny God, and you are an atheist. There's no way to give in here. There's no way to sort of a, adjust and sort of be nice. You instead, I want to be a little liberal here, and let's just allow. There's no way to give. What Christ has done in the cross of Calvary Golgotha. Save my soul from hell. It is the only hope I have of eternity. So the historical Jesus that we talk about, what is historical Jesus or historical Messiah, John? Tell me. You are a good seminary graduate. No, my answer is going to fail in comparison. But, you know, it's, it's the Jesus that... Uh, well, it's it's like studying Julius Caesar in a history book. It's studying just the the if the figure. Think that's a good term. The figure of Jesus and his his impact on you know culture and his impact on society and the Jewish thought and and blah, you know yeah okay 
And so, and so, and so, tell me, what is the prophetic Jesus means to you? Everything you've been teaching since February? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to summarize that? Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. And so the prophetic Jesus is a person that has been prophesied to become in the Old Testament. And so if you read, for instance, Isaiah chapter 53. And uh, is that 53 or 58, Betty? 53. And the prophet Isaiah, you're talking about uh, 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 someone uh, that lived how many, how many years? Mm-hmm. 760 before Christ. So, he says on 53, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness. When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, men of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And so we begin to get to know who the Christ is. But I want you to know that as you look at Jesus, you're looking at God. If you love God, you've got to love Jesus. If you love Jesus, you've got to love God. Why? Because God, Jesus is a expressed form of the nature of God. In other words, it is... It is now, now, tell me this. Uh, uh, what is it about Jesus that makes Him look like God? What did Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Well, He forgave sins. Okay. He forgave sin. Yeah. What else? He healed the blind. Healed the blind. And the leper and the sick. The leper. Uh, he taught with authority. Nobody had ever seen it heard before. Yeah, he walked in the water. Yeah, he walked on the water. That's a good mm-hmm. one. He paid taxes with money from fish's mouth. What else? Well, he said, you, hmm? he said you look at me, you see the Father. If I look at you, look at me, you see the Father. Yeah. So, so tell me a, a little more. How about Kaylee? What Jesus? What when you look at Jesus? What do you see? Well, he claimed to be God. So I see God. He claimed to be God. As simple as it can be. Yeah. Okay. What did he do? Tell me something that Jesus did. Miracles. Miracles. Yeah. Signs and wonders. What else? Prophesied. Yeah. Okay, how about Kathy? Come to me all the little children. Yeah, come to me all the little children. Like it's been said, he forgave sins. Um, he was the express image of God. That means you look, you watch his character, you watch how he dealt with people, and that was how the Father deals with people. Okay. So, Betty, tell me what Jesus did. What did, what did Jesus did? Um, he loved those who are unlovable. Yes. He loved the unlovable. He took authority over nature. Took authority over nature. 
Oh yes, he calmed the sea in the wind. Huh? And took authority over demons. He took authority over two thousand demons, and they went into the pigs and fell into the lake of Galilee and drowned. He showed us how to actually live out the law. He did unto others as he wanted them to do to him. Yes, in other words, he 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 showed us not to be under the law, but under grace. What else? Tell me the greatest thing that Jesus did for you. Huh? Well, yeah, I can't hear you all talking at the same time. He laid down his life. He laid down his life on the cross. Yes. Why did he do that, Miss Betty? He he's a redeemer. He had to buy us back from Satan to get us back to his father. He redeemed us from Satan yeah. and gave us eternal life. Yeah. And he didn't just do that for us. He did it for his father to get his father, his family back. Did he, did he give life to people in China? Yes. He did life for people in Brazil. He did life for people in America. He did life for people in Cuba, Peru, all over the world. So if, if somebody lives in Polynesia and they ask God in the name of Jesus to grant them forgiveness... Would they receive forgiveness? Absolutely. And so, tell me, so if Jesus did all these things, is God just like Jesus? Do I have a yes or no? Yes. Say yes. Okay. Now, verse 7 is the next verse it says, now we just finished verse 6. Jesus said unto him, which is uh, uh, Thomas, I'm the way, the life, and the truth. No one comes to the Father but by me. And then verse 7, it says, If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. The disciples as yet had not known Jesus for who he was. And, and I grant that it was a difficult thing to do because you're talking about the year one. You know, there's no newspaper. There's no McDonald's. There's, there's only, there are only Romans dressed up with swords. And the Jewish people dress very casually. Little sandals, you know. There's no Nikes. No tennis shoes. I mean, just a very, very raw form of life. Imagine, no air conditioning. I don't know how in the world they survived. No air conditioning. Amen? And, uh, and so they see this man coming in and healing the blind, the lame, and, uh, and teaching with so much power. Okay? And so many people hating him. And he's telling them, if you had known me, you should have known the Father. So knowing spiritually is one thing. But knowing with an experience is another. Which one the disciples were a dirt to? John? Yeah. They, they, they knew Jesus spiritually, but they, or they did experience Jesus. Just, just by experience. They had, no, they had no ability to really comprehend spiritually how they, what they were seeing and experiencing related to Yes, you know, they, they, they had an idea of the spiritual part of who Jesus was because the Word 
the Logos was speaking to them night and day. They were overwhelmed by the Word, by the power, by the healing, by the gentleness, by the tenderness. You know, at the end of the day, the Lord Jesus finds a nice tree here somewhere where to put his back and lean upon it. And a rock put, puts his body down on a, on a, on a uh, I don't know what type of material it was. It wasn't linen, to tell the truth. It must have been a cotton or woven cotton in a raw form. And he makes a pillow and he lays, puts something over his shoulder, lays down. And it darkens the night and the stars begin to shine and everybody is asleep. There's got to be a one that snored there. I don't know which one was. You know, and, and they are asleep at 9 o'clock at night, under the stars, under a tree. Okay. In the morning, at about 7 before the sun, the Lord is standing up, preparing the bread, and warming the bread on a, on a fire. Amen. A piece of tilapia to fix with it, and they're eating and drinking water. Life was so raw. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they, they they were living in the raw, and they were seeing the supernatural. And as the supernatural began to happen, it builds tension, it builds faith, it builds questions, it builds. So they're experiencing the Son of God in the raw. When you go to Brazil, that's exactly what happened. The kitchen is not raw, I can tell you that. But as you get out of the mission, it's like you are in a third world, back country, loaded with children, with running noses, filled with uh, needs. And you like you are in the, you're away from everything. Isn't that, Kathy? And suddenly... You begin to relate to the people. People talk to you. You talk to them and you pray for them. And then you go back to your quarters, which is so comfortable, so tender, so nice. And we do have air conditioning. Well, in the, in the first century, there was nothing as such. It was rough from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. See, we are separated from this being raw. Suddenly, you know, I mean, I, I jump into a car today, turn the engine, it cranked. I mean, it's got air conditioning in it, in a big old engine. It just helped me to get here. I came in, there's air conditioning in the building, and I'm on a desk with a nice light over on top of me, and I'm drinking Gatorade. <laughs> Life is so separated from... So sometimes you get to know Jesus in the raw. And you begin realizing that that is the real God. God is the God of, uh, of, of Mount Sinai. God is the God of the, of, the, of the desert. He showed Himself in the bush to Moses. And so, the heavenly image of the Father, of the heavenly Father, coming from heaven and going to heaven. In the raw, in the simple. And so, people have problems in knowing God because they don't want to know Jesus. So the only way you know that God loves you, the only way you know that God loves you, is to see what Jesus has done. Because God did it. If you have a problem with God, look at Jesus. And what Jesus did was to help the needy, the poor, the broken, the, 
the battered, the sick, the lame. And, and that's who God is. Did you get me? Did you hear me? Do you, are you listening? God is love. He cares for you. He looks after you day and night. He's constantly watching over you and loving you. You know, every time I get a check in the mail, I say, God, you love me a lot. Thank you, God. Thank you for this. You know, and, and some nights, I just uh, just sit there and say, never film yet. I'm 76 years old. I've been doing this for 55 years without salary, without pension, without retirement. The ministry does help me a lot. But, <laughs> I live by faith. Okay. So the knowledge of the eternal God shows the view of who Christ is. So the knowledge of Christ shows the, the vision of who the eternal God is. I want you to see that. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. Let's take a look at, uh, at, uh, at uh, uh, verse... Uh, Uh, verse 7, if you had known me, you shall have known the Father also. And from this moment forth, to know him and have seen him. So you've seen it. And so when Jesus said, you have seen it, Philip opened his mouth again. And he says, Lord, show us the Father. Yeah. It suffices us. So question, did Thomas knew Jesus? So what are you saying? Well, I think that, that this current moment, the disciples' perception is that Jesus is just another good guy. That's what I think. Yes. Okay, John. What is what is what is what is God trying to say to us when Philip opened his mouth? It shows him a vulnerability, as of someone who still haven't got it yet. <laughs> Isn't that right, Betty? Well, is that right, Frankie? Kathy. Philip is Philip is in the place that many, many people are, and that many of us might be, where we maybe haven't really felt like we've seen God. And so maybe we've been around the church a long time, we sort of know the language and all that, but we just haven't felt like we I mean Philip has seen Jesus do all these miracles, heard all his teaching, uh -huh. and still, after yes. two, three years walking with him, he says, you know, show us the Father and Jesus. And so that shows that yeah. you can see miracles, you can see supernatural, but that's not the same as having a, a personal revelation through Jesus of who, who God is. Uh, what he's saying is a personal revelation of Jesus is available. But you have to ask God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, for whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's the plan of salvation. Meaning that when you love God, you must have in your heart a love for Jesus. So the question is this, Kathy. How do you know that God loves you? 
So what do you mean by the cross for the cross? Well, there's, I mean, that's the greatest display that he gave. He went to the cross. He gave up literally everything that he had. So if God, my question to you was this, how do you know that God loves you? Because of the cross and yes. because of also... Like, so you're telling me that God had something to do with the cross? Yes. You're telling me that God was involved in the cross? Yes. Okay. So you're telling me that God suffered when Jesus was suffering? Yes. Jesus, God was bleeding, dying, hurting deeply yes. to see His Father way down there on a, on a on an empty road outside of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. bleeding on a cross. Yes. God was part of that. Yes. So if you love Jesus, you've got to love God. Yes. It's impossible to love God without loving Jesus. You see, a lot of problem have, people have problems with knowing God. I just have a problem with knowing who God is. Well, you have a problem with Jesus. Get to know Jesus, and that's who God is. Get to know Jesus, that's who God does. Get to know Jesus, that's who, that's who He is, 100%. So what do you mean? You mean when Jesus was in Galilee, and He went to a, 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 across the lake to a place called, uh, 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 where the 2,000 pigs were, the gatherings. And a man came running after him, you know. Son of God, have mercy on me. That God was right there with Jesus. And God helped the man through Jesus. So could you say that God healed that man? You could. So say this then. Say, God, I thank you for loving me. And the way I know you is the way Jesus is. He showed me you. And so through Jesus, I got to know the Father. And I'm in love with the Father because of Jesus. What Jesus did on the cross was your idea. You send them to the earth. To die on the cross. And if I put my faith on Jesus, I have eternal life. And if I put my faith on Jesus, I am able to overcome this world. In the world you have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the pandemic. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Over, I'm overcoming through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, amen. 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 Hope I, I'm sorry I yell a little bit, but I'm home. I can do it. <laughs> bye bye. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.ladderain.com for more teachings. See you next time.
Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.lighterain.com for more teaching. See you next time.